What up, Internet? This is the Not So Legendary Nerd Podcast. As always, I am your host, Dave. And for the people that were expecting an episode in December, I do apologize. It was a, a busy month between the whole work and holidays and all that jazz traveling. But within my little nuggets of freedom for to indulge in the nerdverse, I was able to uh, catch a couple movies in December. And oh damn, there was a lot of movies that came out in December. As, as per usual, it just felt like there was a lot more than usual. I was able to catch four of them. And I just want to kind of talk about them, my, my thoughts, and just go from there. So the first one I was able to catch, which uh, was Mortal Engines. It, uh, I was kind of pumped for this movie. It looked really cool and everything like that. Um, but I, like, it was cool. Like, I enjoyed it. The giant robot cities or mech cities or whatever you want to call them. Running around, freaking killing each other and all that jazz. It was a cool concept. Um, if I do recall, it was based off a book. I do have the Google machine in front of me, but I'm not going to slow down. But it, uh, it felt rushed. I, I was almost hoping that seeing what they did with one movie, they could have did it. If they did it with two, they could have went more in depth and you could actually kind of care about the characters. Cause like the things going on, like there was the main protagonist, um, and all, and like the, you know, the typical good, good guys, bad guy stuff. Um, but there was just things that were like, yeah, this is happening and this is why I'm moving on. Oh, okay. Like, it, it, it felt, a lot of things felt like cliche. Like, they had, um, the, they had the one character, it was like the friggin' Terminator mixed with the Tin Man, just, just looking for a heart and murder. Um, they had the, the Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, uh, shock thing about one character being another character's father. Um, like, I don't know. Like, it was pretty cool. Like, Hugo uh, Weaving. I'm thinking I'm saying that right. Friggin' Agent Smith. Friggin' in Lord of the Rings. He was in it. He was the main bad guy. I enjoyed his role. It was pretty good. The the two main characters, like the female lead. Character's name was uh, Hester Shaw. Oh, God. I'm just looking at her real name right now, and I'm gonna butcher it. It's Hera Helmstedortier. Sorry for everyone that just got offended and then uh, <laughs> and then the the lead male was uh robert sheehan sheehan but his character name was uh tom natsworthy the character uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for um the relationship between the two characters the two main characters was uh again because it was rushed oh i felt it was rushed anyways i felt like like, I just didn't, it was the typical boy meets girl, boy tries to save girl type deal. Girl saves boy. They hate each other because they're from two different worlds. And then by the end of it, oh, guess what? They're madly in love. It was just so quick. There there was no no real depth to care. Because I went, in the, went into this movie and I was super pumped. Uh, Again, I, it was like I went all out, got the IMAX 3D, the whole jazz, because I, I figured it was going to be a cinematic beauty with a giant freaking cities, a.k.a. mech warriors that people live in. 
it was I wasn't expecting the plot to pull away from that. Like visually, it was freaking amazing. I'm actually not like it was. It was a very beautiful done movie. Uh, looked everything was really good. It was just uh, the plot really it hurt. I I I left the movie. I'm like that was like, I'm like that was really cool. But it's like oh man, like I could have went and saw a different movie. It was one of those like this is the, the one of the top of my list. I'm like this could have waited. This could have waited to like a cheap night for me. But on top of that, so that movie finished. It was done, and then out of nowhere, I realized that it was uh, when I was standing in the in the cinema, and I noticed that within 15 minutes, another movie was gonna start that I wanted to see because I wasn't fulfilled. I wanted my I wanted my movie going experience fulfilled that night. So I went and saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse right after. And oh man, I was happy. Um, again, this was kind of the, the vice versa of how I went into Mortal Engines. Mortal Engines, I was super pumped going into it. And then just kind of missed the mark for me. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I'm going, well, I'm going to go watch like a, a superhero cartoon movie. My my initial response when I first saw this out, you know, like, you know what? I'll wait till it's on like uh netflix or a streaming thing or i see it on blu-ray for like 20 bucks i'll pick it up then and watch it then i am so glad that i went and saw that in theaters the animations style that they did it felt like i was watching a comic book if that makes sense the the style of animation that they chose to, for that movie there was a bunch of different styles and i don't know the names of e- each one because uh yeah i'm not that verse in the Spider-Verse animations. But it was very, very well done. I really liked it. It was it was very... Again, for, for a comic book movie, it was very well done animated-wise. Um, another cool thing was based off of Miles Morales. Morales, sorry. Miles Morales. He is a, another version of Spider-Man. Um, I was pretty pumped that... He he was the main character for this uh, movie, just because with the amazing Spider-Man game that's out right now, you start start tiptoeing into that world, and how um, and Miles becomes like a supporting character within within the Amazing Spider-Man video game. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're not they're not ignoring it. They're they're introducing it. He's always, uh, it's always been like Peter Parker at the forefront when it comes to like all the MCU and like all the movies of the past that have been rebooted time and time again. It's always been Peter Parker, right? Like how many times can Uncle Ben die? Like, come on. But like this time around, it was mild. Like Peter Parker's in it and I won't explain how he's in it because he's in it in a lot of different ways. Um, but it was he was miles was the main character they had a lot of different villains and they because everyone's like oh the spider verse what's that i'm like and it tackles the the marvel comic books like multiverse uh they did do like a comic run about it and all the different characters um and so like this movie kind of brought them all together and it it was really cool to see a bunch of them in the spotlight Again, they had they had Spider Gwen there. I don't mind spoiling it. Or Spider, sorry, she was Spider Woman in the movie, 
but everyone knows like I only knew her as Spider Gwen. Anytime that I saw that character in that costume, it was always Spider Gwen. And they dropped in the movie. They dropped it like, "Oh yeah, I'm Spider Woman." I'm like, "Kate Bassett." I'm like, "Uh, sure, okay, let's go with that." Um, and uh, the the one thing again, nothing against the movie. It is what it is. But they left out one Spider Verse character that wasn't in there, and I was upset. And that is Silk. In my mind, in my opinion, if I had to choose between Spider Gwen and Silk. Silk's story is very, very cool, and it kind of, it's, in my eyes, in my mind, it trumps the Spider-Gwen story, because everyone loves Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy's been around for a very, very long time, and she's had different different, um, entrances into the Spider-Man universe, the comics, the movies, even the new movies, it's all, all done differently. But like, Silk Silk needs her time in the spotlight. Her, her, her story arcs the way it is is a lot more realer than like Spider Gwen's. Like there's like it's like if like Spider Spider Gwen's storyline could be like PG thirteen, Silk's would be like fourteen A. Again, still a thing. Still can be like she's the antihero. And a lot of her stuff, which I think is more appealing than Spider-Gwen. Because, I don't know. It was to the point, Silk over Spider-Gwen. On a rant. Not talking about movie, the movies anymore. But we'll bring it back. If you have a chance to read Silk stuff. Uh, it's very, very cool. I have a feeling. A strong, strong feeling. That there's going to be more of this animated style. Uh, sorry, animation style. And more of an, like a sequel to the Spider-Verse movie. I, I really, really do. I think it did very well. It was very well received. So I hope uh, they keep on running with it. And hopefully I get my silk. Just give me my silk. So that was the one night. Then uh, Christmas happened. Travel, travel, travel. Hang with the family. Drink some beers. You know, all the good stuff. Uh, so when uh, after... There was uh, two other movies I wanted to go see. Well, there was a bunch. Of, there was like four or five other movies I wanted to go see. But once I got back uh, from the Christmas break and had some uh, had some downtime, I uh, went and saw Bumblebee, the new Transformers movie. First impressions: it's Transformers on a giant ass screen. I'm happy. Um, they definitely went a different way with this movie. Um, it was more. It w- it wasn't two hours of giant ass explosions and robots fighting robots. Don't get me wrong, there was robots fighting robots in there, but it was it was more of a origin story on how Bumblebee ended up on Earth. But the one thing, oh, it drove me nuts. Like I have no problem with. I do believe Paramount are the ones that own the IP uh, for the Transformers movies. And if I'm wrong, I'm sure the internet will tell me. But they they could take their take the IPs and tweak it so it puts up on the big screen, right? Like Transformers was a comic book; it was an animated show. They can tweak things for like to go up to do things with movies. They change things. They don't have to be verbatim for me. 
Like I'm, I'm going, I'm seeing characters I used to read in a comic book when I was a kid come to life on the big screen. So I'm not overly like, like that's awesome. That's, that's why you should be going to the movies. Right. The thing that bothered me is that you look at Transformers, the last night, previous Transformers movie that came out, the last one, Michael Bay directed, they had Bumblebee fighting with the allies in world war two. Like there was a cutback scene explaining how Bumblebee was this warrior badass, which he is. Sure. I'll give him that. But with this movie being a, like a prequel of sorts, he shows up in 1987. I'm like, you, you missed the mark paramount. Like what the hell? Like, again, you can change stuff for the movies. So it, 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 it can tell a story in two, two and a half hours. If you're making a meta or if you're making a universe, a cinematic universe, stick to your own damn universe. Like, are we, are we hitting the reset button? We're doing like, we're doing the Transformers 2.0, uh, even though Michael Bay produced it. So he's not completely out. So he must have a say in it. Michael Bay, yell at them. Don't yell for more explosions. Just make sure they don't steer away from your shit. So everything lines up. It was pretty cool to actually like see the Transformers in their original forms, I guess. Again, Bumblebee was an actual bug, like Volkswagen Beetle. Um, like the Decepticons were actually Decepticons. The Autobots, you, like you don't, you don't actually see too many of the original characters in this movie. Um, but I'm hoping, I'm like the the way that the end of the movie, it's it looks like they're gonna run with it. And if it's a reboot, sure, let's go with a reboot. But like, don't don't go off the deep end, please, Paramount. Pretty please. From one random dude on the internet, just just do do a good like you you were doing a you're doing a weren't doing a, like a terrible thing with the old Transformers, and you decided to reboot. Just just have my giant robots change into cars and turn into giant robots and fight other robots. That's all I need you to do. Hugs and kisses, Dave. But after I saw Bumblebee, the next day I think it was a Friday. Then I'm like, you know what? Netflix is not going to cut it. And I went out and saw Aquaman. Going into Aquaman, the DC Cinematic Universe is hit and miss the mark in my in my eyes when it comes uh, to the movies. Um, except one Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was actually a pretty good movie. I very much enjoyed it. I think it's like the only DC movie in this current universe that they're building that I actually went and saw more than once. Um, and I'm very pumped for the second one that's coming out. I do believe it's coming out in 2019. Um, but like Aquaman, like Warner Brothers and the DC Comics are, this is how they're doing movies. They're going to, they're hitting the mark. Cause like right now, like Wonder Woman was hugely successful and like Aquaman is like right behind it. Um, Jason Momoa freaking killed it. I was worried that they were going to go in and try to, ride on uh, Momoa's popularity kind of like how like the the Dwayne Johnson effect Dwayne Johnson's in it it's gonna be awesome let him promote it let us do his thing it's gonna do great which again a lot of Dwayne Johnson movies do pretty are, are pretty decent don't get me wrong I, I am a fan of Fast and Furious um, but I was worried that DC was just going to 
yeah, Jason Moon was Aquaman. Let's run with it. And uh, sure, everything else would be gravy. Uh, but no, like it was, especially for a movie that was about 95% CGI. CGI was very well done. Um, I had uh, had some friends tell me that they weren't going to see it because of the the color contrast and the coloring for the that they choose for underwater is completely off. It's too bright. Well, they explain it in the movie. There's a reason why that those scenes you saw in the credits were like that. So go see the damn movie. It's a good movie. Hugs and kisses, Dave. Um, but yeah, like ah, such a good movie. Like I was, I was invested by the end of the by the end of that movie. Like I was like, oh man, I can't. I want to see what happens next. And in hindsight, it was the traditional King Arthur story. <laughs> Arthur. Um, if you don't know what I'm laughing about, go watch the damn movie. Um, but it was it was very well done. And it was done different, like done differently enough that it felt refreshing, even though it was in the ocean. <laughs> oh, refreshing puns. Oh, man, I'm tired. It's all good. Um, but definitely... If the D- DC universe, if this is the route that they're going, then friggin' turn them, turn the dial to eleven and just keep on going, running with it. Um, like the last two solo movies that they did was very, like, very well done. And Aquaman, pretty damn cool for a character that's always been dubbed like. So you talk to fish, huh? All right, you you can sit at the table. You're here, but. Like the big thing was like, oh yeah, they're just gonna try to make Aquaman cool. No, they they made Aquaman cool. It was uh, pretty good. Now there's there was a couple movies I didn't get to see, um, because again there was a shit ton of movies came out in December. Uh, the one that I'm upset that I missed was uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet. It was the sequel to Wreck It Ralph with uh, Sarah Silverman and John C. Riley. Um, I'm ne- like. Until I saw the previews for Ralph Breaks the Internet, I was out with my uh, buddy Mac. He was on the show previously. And he's like, oh, man, that movie's coming out. And I look at him. Like, I've never seen the first one. I thought it was just going to be another, another like, Pixar movie, so I never bothered. He's like, no, man. He just looks at me, gives me that, that, that stare. It's like, you got to go home and watch that movie. Find it wherever it is and watch it. Cause it was fun. Like he said, it was a one of, again, humor for adults, but the made for kids type deal. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Walked in the Best Buy, saw it for again. It was like twenty bucks. Sit in the corner. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go buy it. Bought it. Man, it was funny. Man, that was such a funny movie. So I was like, I was super pumped. The like, it wasn't until the second movie came out and I watched the first one. I wasn't. And then I was pumped. For the second one, so the first chance I I see Ralph Breaks the Internet in a physical form, I'm definitely going to have to pick it up because that's uh, that's going to be a good one. Um, another one that I wanted to see, but I, I, I felt that it wasn't going to be a, a cinema experience. Like I could watch it at home on the, on TV and still get fulfilled the same way. Holmes and Watson, the new Will Ferrell, John C. Riley movie. Friggin' John C. Riley, friggin' had a pretty good December. 
So yeah, it was their their comedic duo of uh, Sherlock Holmes, Doctor Watson thing. Just the if Talgate Knight Step Brothers <laughs> has set the precedence on uh, how they do comedy, I'm sure I'm gonna have to wear an adult diaper because I'll end up peeing myself laughing. I, I wouldn't want to see it in theaters. I don't see that, like that, that kind of. That type of movie I could definitely wait for, but I, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, that's to, in my... I, I can't think of any other movies that I wanted to see in December and I didn't get to. Um, if there was other movies that I didn't mention, by all means, freaking uh, let me know. I'll definitely uh, definitely have to check them out. Uh, but other than that, uh, thanks for uh, sticking around and listening. If you uh, like the like what you're hearing... Uh, rate it wherever you're listening to that like iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you're doing it. Rate it, share it, tell your friends. It'll be uh, really appreciated for me. Again, we got the Twitter and Facebook going. If you just look for the Not So Legendary Nerd Podcast, which should pop up, uh, I don't see why it wouldn't. Anytime I post a new episode up on the website, uh, Twitter and Facebook, the pages get updated within like a couple of minutes and then probably within an hour as the things get loaded up to Google play and iTunes, they'll be there. So if you follow those, you'll get the updates. I'm going to try to be more active on the social medias, uh, for, so we can actually get some use out of those. Uh, again, I want to keep the conversation going, but that is a two way street. But if you wanted to know anything else, the links, the creative common stuff that goes on the podcast, you can just go to notsolegendary.ca and the website there will have everything you need. But without further ado, I shall catch you in another time. Mm-hmm.